Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. <laughs> Greetings, cool boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is I've Got a Batman in My Basement, directed by <laughs> Frank Power. Power? I thought it was poor. Poor? And written by Sam Graham and Chris Hubble. This episode aired September 30th, 1992, and features the first appearance of the Penguin. Ooh. Wikipedia says during a fight with the Batman over a stolen Fabergé egg, the Penguin incapacitates Batman with poison gas. The Dark Knight is rescued by a teen amateur detective named Sherman Grant and his friend Roberta who hide Batman in Sherman's basement long enough for him to recover before the Penguin finds them. This episode sucks. So this this episode was pretty terrible. It was kind of sad because I liked the Penguin. Uh, this was a sad episode for him to be in, I think. I concur. It's a weird performance. The um, I even have a, I have a note here that uh, I think Bruce Tim commented that the script was terrible and uh, the story was terrible. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. On his on the DVD commentary. So something I read while uh, researching for our next episode of Heart of Ice was if there was ever an episode they could redo today, they would want to redo a Heart of Ice, I think only just to make it better and mainly to add like uh, the snowflakes to his tears, to Mr. Freeze's tears at the end of the episode. But what's funny is <laughs> with Penguin's first appearance – they don't give a fuck about trying to redo this one. They're like, whatever, this one sucks. This one just sucks and there's nothing to fucking fix it. It's over. Who cares? Move it on. Yeah. Move it on. I think once again, it's that issue where they're trying to appeal to th- their audience, which was little kids. And, and, and you see this episode before it, uh, the one with the mobsters, that is much more of an adult story f- dealing with adult things. And then they have this, I think, this push um, from what I've read by the network to appeal to their audience, which was nine-year-old and ten-year-old kids. So they so they created a Kevin McAllister, like Tim Drake, like amalgamation of a character. You know, every kid wants to be the one that saves Batman and, like, interacts with him. I don't want to be like this little bitch at all. Yeah, Sherman. I watched this with uh, Lydia and uh, my daughter, and she, like, loved it. She was, like, laughing at the Home Alone, like, bits and uh, was all interested to it. But, like, uh, it was pretty... Pretty rough to watch. <laughs> has she seen Home Alone yet? No, she has not seen Home Alone. Oh, she, dude, she'll love Home Alone then. She loves Looney Tunes. Like, I, wa- I watched classic uh, Roadrunner with her, and she just thinks it's the best whenever Roadrunner gets hurt. <laughs> Which, what episodes are you watching? The Coyote. Wiley Coyote is usually the one who gets hurt. Does Roadrunner get hurt in a lot of those? I mean, no, no. I just meant the Roadrunner episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said when Roadrunner gets hurt, and I was just oh, like, yeah, I don't know. no, no, no. Uh, he, he, that that vicious, fucked up bird tortures <laughs> that poor coyote. 
after every episode. I know that, and that coyote clearly has a learning disability, but that bird doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, give up, eat other birds, dipshit. He he's eating cans in episodes. He's starving. He just yeah, I know. He's poor. He's 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 just poor, low income. You know, and like this this bird is a, an elitist. No, he doesn't. He he spends a lot of money at Acme specifically, and like just buy food. You mean meat, meat? You just buy food with the money you're spending on all those gadgets. Hey guys, look who we got. We have the penguin. So I I like this. It feels like we kind of skip any kind of origin for the penguin because we had just recently the same year as this Batman Returns ninety two. And I think so. And, and I think that the writers must have felt that, you know, us kids would you know be able to connect the narrative from the movie to the show. But what I really love is that this penguin really looks like Danny DeVito's penguin with a perfect mix of Burgess Meredith. It's like straight up that has like the like the he's proper like Burgess Meredith is. He's got the uh, the, the monocle like Burgess Meredith. And I don't recall Danny DeVito's having a lot of cigarette stems. His fingers are deformed, which I get. Yeah, yeah, that's Danny DeVito. Fingers. What? What? (laughs) I said you said his fingers are deformed. I said yeah, that's Danny DeVito's. Yeah, so yeah, it's a melt. It's just kind of a meshing of the two, I guess. Yeah. Of him, of DeVito and Burgess Meredith, which is why I kind of don't think there's too much to this character. Well, I actually like this character a lot. Like, I just don't like this episode. Um, but I do like the character of the Penguin. But I think I I liked him. He's not my favorite uh, Batman's rogues. I would have to say my favorite of Batman's rogues is probably the Riddler. I think I have the most fun with the Riddler or Clayface, honestly. I would have to think hard on that. But uh, Clayface is one of my favorites. I, I like I like him. Yeah, this was a bad episode. But they were really trying, I think, to, to make it uh, appeal to that uh, kid audience. And uh, they were successful in that regard because I liked the show as a kid. I don't rec- I don't really recall hating this sh- this particular episode as a kid, but I definitely don't li- didn't like it today. It was really kind of just no, I think nothing. To me as a kid, anytime you see a kid on a show, you just want to relate or you try to relate to them or whatever. You're like, "Oh, that could be me" or blah blah blah, I guess. At least that's mm-hmm. how I fantasize about uh Of course, those things. And this is the best episode to fantasize about, right? To be a kid driving the Batmobile, you know, being the one that saves Saving the day, Batman. saves Batman. It's the best thing ever. Except I never once took a character of a toy and was like, oh, you're going to save Batman, you know, this little boy character from whatever the fuck mask I had. And then it's like, you know, I had a, like a Batman action figure. Like that little boy never saved Batman or anything like that. Like I would never create that fantasy at home. I don't know why they would think that we would really want that as a show. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I was as a kid. I wanted to be Batman. I didn't want to like fantasize about like Batman sick. So I brought him a pill. Yeah, I might want to have, like fantasized about like, oh, Batman sick. Maybe I should stick my dick in him. You know, like maybe I, like that. I was fantasizing about as a kid. No, I just like, just the fact of like randomly finding a situation where Batman's in trouble and you have to save him. That that that's just like, uh, I guess the the fantasy. Yeah, why does Batman have so many rockets on this Batmobile? He, he gets bested <laughs> almost in, in every episode. So in this yeah. one, he gets bested by Penguin, and then he has to be saved by the children. At it's- times, I wonder if like the show was like it was ahead of its its time, but it wasn't really as good on a whole, and they just had some amazing episodes because we've there's been some really shitty episodes at the front end of the production. Maybe that's why they did a different air date instead of their production order. 
So I have some information on Fabergé eggs, if you were, you were interested. Oh, sure. I would love to hear some Fabergé eggs. But I was just going to say that I'm guessing that's why they changed the air dates around on the production orders. Because they are just like, yeah, we can't fucking air all this like crap up front. I, I don't know. This episode sucks. Because think about this. We haven't gotten Clayface yet. We haven't gotten Catwoman yet. I think Clayface and Catwoman are like really early on in the air dates, weren't they? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the air date on uh, the next one was number three on Heart of Ice. Yeah, wow. What a great one to air third instead of, you know, 14th. And this was air date number 20. Uh, Steve, yeah. Why don't you lay down some sweet fucking Fabergé facts for us? So I don't know if you're too, you know, I just know of a Fabergé egg and uh, I didn't know too much about them. And a Fabergé egg is. So you got a boner and you were just like, I fucking want to go research the fuck out of this shit. They are real. I mean, they're, they're, that's what they're stealing in Ocean's 12, the Ocean's 11 sequel. And of course, of course, uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy got addicted to Fab Fabergé eggs. It was a $5,000 a week. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Fabergé egg habit. And it's not clear what he's doing with them. But then I spent all my money on my $1,500 a day habit. I'd like another Fabergé egg, please. Sir, don't you think you've had enough? i tell you when I've had enough. I love the Simpsons references that keep popping up in our show. It's not, it's not clear what he's doing with them. He's just breaking them. Like, I think you've had enough. <laughs> he, he has, he's, just, he's just getting drunk and, and holding them and having them around his home. He's breaking them, too, though. They're, they're like all broken, like lying around. I think them. that's at the very end when he's just breaking them, but yes. So a Fabergé egg is one of the jeweled eggs made by uh, Peter Carl Fabergé and his company between 18 His last and name was Fabergé? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. What's and, his company's name? Uh, that's actually not that big of a coincidence, Beller. Between 1885 and 1917. I thought Fabergé was like Russian for like, like fragile or something or and decorative. The most famous are those made for the Russian czars, Alexander III and Nicholas II. They were Easter gifts for their wives and mothers and are called the Imperial Fabergé eggs. The House of Fabergé made 50 eggs of which 43 have survived. Two more were planned for for Easter 1918, but were not delivered due to the Russian Revolution. Okay, so that's like the real ones. But I mean, you can go on Amazon right now and buy a Fabergé something that says Fabergé egg for like forty bucks. Probably. I'm guessing twenty nine ninety nine. Well, those are like uh, knockoffs. But the real this is what this is what the penguin was stealing. He was stealing these kids stealing had a real, yeah, real Fabergé egg, and they were just like jumping around with it and. Oh, uh, they all, you're right. On Amazon, they all say Fabergé egg style or Fabergé style egg. Yeah. How much can I get one for, though? 24 bucks is the cheapest one. It looks pretty nice. I said $29.99. Oh, my God. It's even cheaper than that. <laughs> they go up to 1000 They have, like, diamonds in them and shit. So, wait, how much would an actual Fabergé egg be now? Or just, is it priceless? I saw something, another little piece that someone that said that someone's got a Fabergé egg at a flea market for $14,000. And now wow. it might be a real one, and it's going to be worth $33 million. Oh, But you can't do anything with it. You, uh, you know. Sell it. You can sell it. That's sell what... it. Or I guess, yeah, you know, when people get those things that are worth so much, uh, people, you can maybe use it as like some sort of investment or like people borrow against it. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Guys, something in the episode just happened I want to point out. So. Batman, obviously, he just coughed, and he didn't cover his mouth, and that's he's a gross son of a bitch. <laughs> but right after that, Sherman's mom comes downstairs and asks Sherman right away, Sherman, you're not making gunpowder again in the basement, are you? Alluding to... Um, Columbine much? <laughs> 
He's just uh, having fun, you know. This absentee mom, I guess. But that that is a good point. <laughs> Dude, he's straight up. He's straight up like a fucking like a trench coat trench coat mafia guy. I wanted to point out at the end of the episode. You know, Sherman kind of offers his mom to Batman, and then they have this little hint that Batman he offers his mom <laughs> to does. Batman. That's kind he's of like, true. hey, Batman, are you single? You know. He and does. Then, like, uh, you know what I thought he was gonna say was like, Batman, do you want to come to dinner? But yeah, you're right. He offers. He's like, he's like, are you single? Because my mom's got like a <laughs> sweet right biscuit here. and she's ready for it. And then at the end of the episode, they show Batman's legs at the uh, at his house. So Batman took him up on the offer. No one else uh, saw that little bit. I did not notice that. Oh, I, I thought he was just watching over Sherman. No, he's not watching over Sherman. No, no. He's stopping by. He's fucking his mom. <laughs> he's stopping by. He's getting a booty call. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. Mrs. Grant. I'll take you up on your <laughs> pigs in a blanket, you know, or whatever. So we're now in the third act, right, of this great story. I've got Batman in my basement. And I want to point out how this third act really is where this this entire episode just becomes home alone. And guys, guys, look in the background. Look in the background of this scene. You'll see in the background of Sherman's basement, not only is he obviously a gunpowder-making motherfucker, but he also seems to be pro-Joker. He has Joker posters in the background in his basement. Well, it's like a wanted poster. Why, is he, why he has Joker posters up? It's, his, it's a wanted poster. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. Sherman is a bad call and he is he is he is a bad apple rising batman gets bested by a vulture in this episode and (laughs) it's like he does get his ass kicked by a bird yeah it's pretty pretty sad like what what are they doing to batman to really they're like bringing him down they're bringing him down very low so they can (laughs) like only have him torn down further later i don't know why there's no fucking reason then he's gonna. He's like, "Fuck it! I need. I need to get Robin. I need to get some kid in here to to take all these beatings because I can't. I can't take any more vultures scratching." Me. Yeah, you're right, Steve. You know what it is? I didn't realize it. I guess until after I talked to you about it. But like, yeah, I guess. I guess what I don't like about the episode now, especially if I didn't, if I did like it at all as a kid, um, I I don't like how clearly corporate in this one is this one's like just like this one is like literally like a situation of like do one for you do one for them this is the one for them Mm -hmm. you know like this is we just did one for us with it's never too late now we're gonna do one for them because we're gonna get to do a heart of ice next or whatever you know Mm -hmm. did i just see like a fucking paint can fall off a goddamn like stairwell and hit someone in the face or no it's like eggs they're egg bombs for some reason i guess they're gas bombs from Batman. Batman has gas egg bombs. Yeah, they took all this stuff from his utility belt. And then I like how the kids who were picking on Sherman, you know, at the end of the episode. And they're helping. Are now his friend. Yeah, they become, they see how badass he is. They, it's like Stranger Things. Do, you never seen Stranger Things? I have, but I don't recall the anybody that was picking on them. The uh, the uh, uh, the boyfriend is being like an asshole to the older brother of the um, of the. Kid I think who, he just has more of a. There's boys in the there's boys in the first season too though. He just develops, I think, uh, you know, character development. I don't. By the way, the, that movie that's in every movie, like the older bully, the uh, older bully from it. Come on, that is so fucking over the top. Where he like carves into the fat kid. It's like you can get jail time for that. When I was watching that with my wife, I looked at her. I'm like, this, this is gone beyond repercussions. Yeah. Like this guy's a psycho to the point where he has to be dealt with. I know. And your friends are like still friends with them. Like for the criminally insane. Yeah. Like this is not like some kind of 
bully you can just have around. The way they kind of describe it is that it is pervasive into everybody. And I guess they go into it, it's kind of in the movie, but it's like everybody is kind of uh, dark. I don't think that's clear at all in the movie. Yeah, it's like the worst parents in the fucking world. It's a town. It's a town of like parents who molest their children or fucking shoot at their children. Yeah, I think that was happening well before it was influencing them. I think everybody's just horrible. He was like feeding. No, he was like feeding, creating that horrible. Derby. You know, so a lot of it was filmed in uh, parts of uh, uh, Maine that were like near where Stephen King lives. And uh, Stephen King lives in Bangor, Maine. And I was in Bangor, Maine. And, um, it, fucking beautiful, beautiful town. They shot some of it there. It's a gorgeous place. But uh, we were dr- driving around with like a huh. cabbie there, and uh, it was like a ride sharing. And um, he ended up like driving us by uh, Stephen King's house, and we like got out, and he wasn't there. We got out and actually like just kicked it at, like in front of his gate for a little bit, and then we just like drank a couple beer bottles and then bounced. Yeah, back in the cab. Did you see a ghost? It's not really in the ghost. Everything's a little weirder than just ghosts. <laughs> I mean, Shining has ghosts, but it's like even weirder than that shit. So I'm kind of done with this episode. If, is there anything else you have to say about it? Yeah, I guess the only thing I was interested in was is that at the end on the newspaper article, it says like, you know, pink, uh, Pinkerton, P- Peaky Pinkertons pick penguin to death or some shit. And I was like, Pinkertons, like Deadwood Pinkertons? Yeah, that's a it's a funny reference that I don't think a lot of people would get, but it, they were a security well, Yeah, I, I barely agency. understood the Pinkertons when I saw Deadwood, and the idea that like as a child I'd be like, oh, Pinkertons. <laughs> I think that's for the adults, the the one ad- that stayed through it all. But uh, the one adult that's home at four o'clock and it's like uh, watching TV with their kids, you know, it's like, Dad, why do you sleep all the time on the couch? There's Batman. I, I guess at the end, I don't know where we are in the. Uh, when Batman, when he offers Batman to his mom, Batman takes him up on it. But uh, I, I give this one like, oh yeah, here it is, Steve. Here it is. And there's Batman going inside. Uh, Mrs. Grant, I'm here. I brought my fucking bat boner, and I'm ready to bat fuck. I guess I give this one like two, one, one or two. Pick. I'll go with two. I'll go with two out of five boys as well. And the only reason it gets like an additional one, uh, it would be a one out of five for me, but the only reason it gets additional one is because it's the penguin. And I, I do like the penguin. First appearance of the penguin. Oswald Cobblepot. How about you, Felk? Half. Half a boy. Hated Half a it. boy. Hated it. Would you like to expand on that? No, I hated it. I'll just give that the, the Nolan review. Clear. Hated it. <laughs> hated it. Not Marvel. Oh. <laughs> Not funny. It was unrealistic. Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of. I got a Batman in my basement. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond, coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Thursday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with The Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so-cool movies, everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast.
Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on The Cool Boys Podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Felk. That's Bizies from Ballard. And Bizies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.